This is Cats at Night on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Huge news just coming in. Boy, what a big news day. Here it is on Cats at Night. Uh, New York State Senate rejecting Kathy Hochul's nominee to lead the state's highest court in a big, unexpected, historic vote that just happened a few hours ago. And who better here on Cats at Night is Melissa DeRosa. Uh, she's the former secretary to Governor Cuomo, really the right-hand co- top staffer uh, for Governor Cuomo. Melissa, great to have you here. This is Rita Cosby with John Katz and a great full house. Uh, what is your reaction? This is huge news. I mean, my reaction is totally not surprised. Um, We've all been talking about it on the show for the last month and a half at this point. I think I said almost six weeks ago that I predicted that if it ever got to the floor, this is exactly how it would go down. But what I thought was so fascinating about today was sort of the theater of it. So, you know, the Senate Republicans, Kathy Hochul threatens that if they don't bring a floor vote, she's going to sue to force a floor vote. She then doesn't sue. She, you know, she's got the bullet in the chamber. She threatens she's going to do it. She doesn't do it. She, like, looks totally feckless and sort of, you know, like, is not taking control of the situation at all. Into the void steps the Senate Republicans, who basically say, we are going to fight to uphold the constitutionality of this process of selecting Court of Appeals judges. We're going to sue the Senate Democrats. The Senate Democrats sort of are in a little bit of a corner because I think they weren't sure if they'd win in court. And at the same time, who wants to go through discovery? Who wants to go through a lawsuit? Who wants to spend the money? So, you know, last night, yesterday, they sort of hatched this plan that today they're going to just do a floor vote and it's going to go down along party lines. But you know what's interesting? But Melissa, you know what's interesting? A couple of the key Democrats, some of the ones who might have voted for LaSalle, happened to be out of town today happened to be out of town. And, you know, look, what I just told you is what I hear from my sources. This was not decided today. It was decided yesterday. So I don't think that that was an accident. So, you know, look, profiles encourage all around, right? And (laughs) what I found so fascinating is that Hector LaSalle, who has been put through the ringer, whose entire background and history as a jurist was completely distorted unfairly throughout this process by the far left and some in the media, had the backbone to go sit in that chamber today, even though the entire vote was a farce and we knew it was going to go down. Where was Kathy Hochul? Kathy Hochul was at a Michael Kors fashion show in New York City. Melissa, this is Pete King. Can I just ask you a question? And I don't mean this is a softball. Why would Andrew Cuomo have done whatever anyone thinks of Andrew Cuomo? I can't imagine this going down if he was the governor. Oh, Congressman, you and I both, and I think everyone in the studio and probably listening, whether they like him or not, know that this would never have happened. (laughs) Never would have happened. You know, look, she she bungled it from the beginning. She let them push her around. She had no plan. She knew there was going to be opposition. She didn't line up the proper validator. She didn't have a real campaign. They started to completely distort the man's record as a jurist. There was no pushback factually for weeks. It was, you know, it was politically painful to watch for those of us who care about politics and government. And I just thought the perfect ending today was the sight of this guy who has devoted his life to public service sitting up in that, you know, up in the galley, watching this vote go down where he knows he's going to lose. But he had the backbone to sit there and see it through. 
And she was sitting at a Michael Kors fashion show in New York City. So let me ask you, Melissa, a perfect ending to this debacle. And everybody, we're talking to Melissa DeRosa here on Cats at Night, uh, the former literally top staffer uh, for then Governor Cuomo. Melissa, what does it mean to Congressman Pete King's point? What does it mean for the future and, and basically the political capital of Kathy Hochul now? I mean, this is a this is big smear in her face. And you, as you mentioned, she's at a fashion show. My goodness. No, Rita, I mean, you're you're nailing it exactly right. The larger picture here is that for the last, you know, 12 years when Andrew Cuomo was governor, I think that the people of the state were used to a, a really strong executive. Again, whether you liked him or not, you knew he was decisive. You knew he was effective. You knew he carried the ball across the line. If there's a weather emergency, a pandemic, a big piece of legislation, he was going to step up and get it done. And what I think was so incredible about what's happened here over the last two months is we have seen a complete reorientation of power in Albany. The legislature is now in charge. And I think what's a little bit scary about that to the more moderates in the state, including myself, I'm a Democrat, but I consider myself a left center Democrat. Melissa, you know, very, very far to the left. Look, Ed, Ed and so Cox it's going to be interesting to see where this goes. Go ahead, Chairman. Sorry about that. Yeah, look, 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 they've got super majorities in both houses of the legislature. It is a veto-proof legislature, so it's not too hard for them to take control. But here they want control for a particular reason. They want to have a chief judge who will reverse the decision with respect to redistricting that Chief Judge DeFiori made. In essence, having a special master redraw all the state Senate districts as well as the congressional districts. Hacking Jeffries is pushing to have a chief judge who reverse that 4-3 decision in favor of having the special master to 4-3 to, to, so that they can, the legislature can gerrymander as they want. You know, you may be right about that. I think that they've got an agenda, clearly, and the, the point is they're going to use their muscle to see it through. And, I, you know, what's interesting is, Chairman, you know, when we were there in office in the last couple of years, there were super majorities in the Senate and the Assembly. This wasn't a new concept. You know, Kathy Oakle's not the first governor to have to deal with super majorities. But when we were there, we still seated Canatero and we had DeFiori and we had these judges who were more middle of the road, left of center. A Michael of Garcia, great judge. Absolutely. exactly. Yeah. And so, you know, it's like. They will push you around if they think you can be pushed around. And I think that, you know, she she keeps saying, you know, I've got an iron fist well, that, in, the, Melissa, you know, in, in this glove. But it's like, you know, they're, they're giving you the finger. So it, it, what are you going to do? At some point, you've got to push back and assert yourself. And I don't know that she's capable. Well, that's Melissa. It's Richard Weinberg. That's exactly right, because now it goes back to the commission for more nominees. And the question becomes when they get the seven people nominated out of this commission, does she go strong and fight for the next nominee or does she get rolled again? That's the question. She already looks weak. She does. And the point no, is and, she's and, got to and, fight for the next and nominee. We and we don't have law and order yet. And that's not my number one priority. I Listen, I, I don't worry about a lot of things, but I worry about law and order. That's my priority. Right. And this was a guy who cared about law and order. He was a conservative judge. You look at his track record. And he can't make it. And then Kathy Hochul looks inept. I mean, it doesn't help her. Look, the legislature controls everything else. You can't let them control the highest court also. And that, that's that, that's the end of and, New York. And, All right. No, and this, is, and this is the thing. You know, it's, the Constitution is very clear that the Court of Appeals is supposed to be selected by the governor with advice and consent of the Senate. But it's not the reverse. The Senate doesn't pick it. It's but if they, give, the if they give the governor seven crappy picks... 
What happens well, then? They don't, they don't. Well, John, they're not in control of that list, which is the good news. Are they, the control, are they in control of the people they put on that committee? No, no, it's actually the governor's got four of the 12 on that, uh, of the appointees, and also the chief judge, DeFiori, actually had four of the 12. I think the four are actually Andrew Cuomo's appointees, we got to take they? a break. Uh, thank you so much for coming on, Melissa. It's Cats at Night on the Red Apple Podcast Network. It's Cats at Night on the Red Apple Podcast Network. And this is Rita Cosby joining the great John Katsimatidis here on Cats at Night. We continue in our studio here with Judge Richard Weinberg, also former Congressman Peter King, Ed Cox, and Rudy Washington. And of course, one of the other big stories today, everybody, boy, is this an action-packed day, John, is uh, the Chinese balloon and word that now U.S. has been tracking it since it was in China. So they had tons of time to shoot it down. Joining us now to talk about all of this and to add to this is Dr. Sky Steve Cates, astronomer and also TV personality. Uh, Dr. Sky, fill us in on what you know. Well, good evening, Rita, and good to be back on Cats at Night. And hello to all your studio guests and listeners. We find out, Rita, that breaking news coming to us from the Washington Post yesterday, an article stating that Chinese surveillance balloon facilities have actually been identified by space, you know, satellite surveillance. And the story goes on to talk about one of the locations on China's island known as Hainan. Many people describe that large island, the largest island in China, as a tropical paradise. But that's also conducive, according to the article, that this may be a really conducive place to launch these type of balloons. But Rita, a second location was identified in Mongolia. It has an interesting name called Dorbad Banner. And both of these facilities are well-equipped not only to launch and facilitate these type of satellite, you know, the surveillance balloons, I should say. It's a fascinating story. And also I have some other information, too, about what was the shoot down on Super Bowl Sunday with the F-16s over Lake Huron. The story just gets better and better. But, Rita, this is breaking news to all of us. But I'm hoping, I'm sure that everybody would agree, that I'm hoping our NSA and our other military uh, facilities have been watching this for so long. But at least it shows a point in location where this may be coming from. Yeah, it also shows an aptitude that he, that, you know, the president let it go. I mean, they could have clearly have seen it, obviously, is what you're saying. Tell us, I mean, just geographically, Dr. Sky, clearly it went over a lot of ocean space now. Absolutely. And again, one of the reasons for the Hainan location that they selected, you know, very accurately and scientifically is that many of the winds that may come out of that part of the world are conducive to what we call the jet stream travel and also, the other location, as mentioned before, in Mongolia, they have surface winds or high-altitude winds that can you know, push these balloons higher up into the atmosphere. But you're right. Why did we let this balloon surveil us for so long? That's a story that we'll probably never know. Doctor, I just wanted, yes, sir. Do you believe? Do you believe the narrative? I mean, you know, you, you know when something like that happens, instantly, yes. our executive, in my case, it would have been Rudy. He would have yes. called everybody together and. That information, if it was not known at the very time they launched the balloon and started heading our way, somebody's head would roll. So I don't believe the, I don't believe the narrative completely. I, no, I don't either. And really, I wanted to comment on this, too. I've mentioned this on other programs here on WABC that apparently one reason not to defend the Biden administration at all, I think they should have taken action quicker, is that we have big assets in the sky. Some of these so-called secret spy planes of ours, they're called the U-2Rs. They're called Dragon Ladies. 
and reliable sources like Tyler Rogaway from, you know, the war zone. He's been depicting this, and this is what basically had happened. Uh, uh, those particular U-2Rs could actually fly above these balloons, and they helped to jam some of the transmissions on these. They're very sophisticated platforms. Uh, Steve uh, Cates, yes. uh, the other thing was uh, our government said that the other ones that were shot down are not Chinese and uh, maybe something else. Any idea what the heck uh, our own government is talking about? Well, sure, John. I wanted to highlight the Huron story, Lake Huron, a little bit more. Two F-16s were dispatched (coughs) from the 148th Fighter Wing. They were launched out of Madison, Wisconsin. And two other military assets, a KC-135 tanker aircraft out of Pittsburgh and one E-3 AWACS radar aircraft from Oklahoma, probably Tinker Air Force Base, they joined in the incident. But here's the strange part about this. The F-16 pilots claimed to have some difficulty describing the object in the sky. They called it octagonal, blackish, but shiny, and noted that it had some kind of strings attached. So even Defense Secretary Austin said that these objects, the particular Lake Huron one, the one over Alaska and Canada, were distinctly different. But our aircraft, the F-16s, as we know, shot two AIM-9X missiles at it. One missed, we heard, and they actually decommissioned this target at 20,000 feet. But here's the good news, but we'll probably never know this for sure. Those F-16s that were dispatched have advanced active electronic scanning array radars, lots to, lot to say. And they also have infrared and video capability. So somewhere, somebody's got the details. But, John, unlike many out there, this is a total unbelievable story because these three objects are so different. And even the encounter over Alaska with the similar type of strange cylindrical object, octagonal, it allegedly interfered with the radar systems and other sophisticated electronics on these aircraft. This is an amazing story, and we're going to continue to dig deeper into it as we go. Well, on. Steve Cates, we talk every Sunday on the Cats Roundtables. Uh, stay in touch, and let's uh, let's see what else we find out, because there's more to this story than we all know about. And I don't know what the heck is going on. Yesterday, and I announced yes. it yesterday, we met with the I met with the uh, Chinese, one of the Chinese presidents. I'm sure there's 38 of them, you know? Yeah, that was a big meeting, uh, John. That was a big meeting. And and they were most concerned, the Chinese president I met with was most concerned on the 419 to zero vote in Congress. Uh, Knowing that everybody was against China, basically. Yes, yes. And he's trying to make friends. Uh, Steve Cates, thank you so much, and we'll catch up with you again real soon. It's Cats at Night on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Hi, it's Lou Dobbs for Priority Gold, America's precious metals dealer. These are volatile times with high inflation, soaring debt, wars on multiple continents, and rising financial stress. Central banks are buying gold to diversify their reserves, so are many Americans. Call Priority Gold and find out how precious metals can help you diversify your portfolio. They're highly rated and happy to help. Call 1-866-303-6357 or get a free gold guide at PriorityGoldGuide.com. That's Priority PriorityGoldGuide.com. It's Cats at Night on the Red Apple Podcast Network. And Andy's got some big stuff too, John. Tell I, us. Yeah, Andy, you got you just did an op-ed actually written by Mark I Penn and yourself, right? I uh, yes, it was in the New York Post today. Where did you go uh, Valentine's Day, Andy? Uh, well, I took my girlfriend uh, to Caravaggio, you know, one of our favorite places on 74th Street. It's a great restaurant. And that was it. And yes. that was enough. 
Okay. Enough for her uh, or enough for us, you? <laughs> tell, tell us the breaking news on uh, on your op-ed piece today. Well, John, you know, I don't think uh, 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 Joe Biden is going to run again. Uh, they He keeps saying he is, but I don't believe it. I think the guy is uh, going to get into a lot of uh, trouble, which is deserved, because I think this Hunter Biden um, uh, this Hunter Biden scam uh, where he used uh, uh, Joe Biden's influence uh, in China and Ukraine and Russia is really uh, a Joe Biden scandal and will erupt into that. I think Joe is getting a big piece of the action, and I think that's going to erupt. Plus, the polls themselves, a recent AP poll very recently showed only 12% of Democrats uh, Andy Stein, want him to run. You're a man in the know. When the Washington Post is against the Democratic president, when the New York Times is against the Democratic president, when CNN is against the Democratic president— who is pushing those buttons in the Democratic Party? Well, I think everybody else but Joe Biden. You know, there are, <laughs> <laughs> there are theories, John, uh, that, uh, and I don't happen to believe this, but there are theories that uh, Michelle Obama, who I'm not a big fan of, but, uh, you know, is is waiting in the wings. You have uh, five, four or five other people, and they know that Joe Biden doesn't have the me- uh, mental awareness now to get through another four years. So I think that uh, there are a whole bunch of Democrats want to run, and uh, they're all trying to get rid of Biden. And I think in the end, uh, Biden won't run because I don't think he has the uh, energy or the, uh, you know, probably the only person who wants him to a- run Andy, you know, is Hunter. Andy, this is Rudy. How are you? Um, hey, Rudy, how are you? I'm, I'm blessed. I'm blessed. Look, I, I think if he doesn't step out and say, I'm not going to run, they'll allow an impeachment to get to the Senate. Um, they want to get rid of him that get, bad, get, is your that point. Bad. Yeah. yeah. What do you think, it. Andy? Uh, well, that's what I think. I mean, I think that uh, they don't want to be put on the spot, and uh, they're trying to get rid of him to invo- uh, to, before this major uh, scandal erupts, which I believe it will. I think it's there. I think... Uh, Joe Biden got got rich uh, because of uh, his uh, shenanigans with uh, uh, Hunter, and uh, and and uh, I, I think they're afraid that it's going to erupt uh, Andy, right in the middle of a presidential race. Andy, it's Richard Weinberg. Good to talk to you, my hey, friend. Hey, Judge, how are so, you, pal? I'm, I'm good. So the oldest rule in politics is you can't beat somebody with nobody. So who is the somebody? Who's going to take him out? You have to have a real candidate that's going to go after him and challenge him in the primary season if you don't have this impeachment drive. What say you? Well, Judge, I think, uh, uh, you know, you have uh, this uh, governor of Michigan. You have the governor of California. As I said, a lot of people think uh, Hillary's uh, 
uh, not Hillary. Uh, also, Hillary. No, like, Hillary. 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 Hillary.
all had very, very dangerous stuff in them, including the other 12 cars that got compromised as a result. You got 50 out of 150 cars compromised. And of course, the governor, DeWine, is saying, well, you know, that's a lot. And, and they, they, they weren't classifying this as a, as a hazard. That's something that has to change. Now, vinyl chloride is, is scary. I have to tell you, small amounts of it in the environment for years are a major risk of liver disease, of, of liver cancer, of bone cancers, of blood cancers, of lung cancer. And also, re, it's a reproductive uh, disruptor. It's, a, it's an endocrine disruptor, and, and so it can impact fertility. It is a mess, and, and it can stay in the environment. That's the thing I'm most afraid of. And, you know, for them to, the EPA to be waving their hands and checking a house here and there, that's not enough. Uh, I, I don't. I think they let people come back too soon. I think that, by the way, the, the smells in the air and uh, their eyes watering and 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 skin irritations and lung what, irritations. Doctor, what about the water? And the water, uh, by the way, two two uh, tributaries off of the Ohio River have been found to have chemicals in them. They're testing the water. But the water and fish are dying. I mean, you know, fish, of course, accumulate a lot of this stuff, but fish are dying. Possibly animals are dying. By the way, Doc, and, they said 2,500 fish have died. I mean, that's, I mean, that's like, uh, this is, it's obvious there's some problem here. And, and one other thing is the breakdown of, of vinyl chloride into hydrogen chloride. That's what irritates your eyes, and it's quite toxic. And phosgene gas comes out of that, which was a, a poison used to kill people in World War One. And do then you, you have... Do you know who made the call to do a controlled burn? I mean, it seemed to me that exacerbated the problem. And where was FEMA? Uh, you they, know, wanted to get, they wanted to get rid of the evidence. I think it was the rail company that made that call. Wow, that would be a big deal. That, wow, that's John. So interesting. That's so interesting. I don't. You know, I that's. A, I don't know. You know, it's a hard call to make. The 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 controlled burn, so to speak, which obviously got out of control very quickly with plumes of smoke, versus risking explosion. I mean, I think I think that that's right. That's a federal issue, and I don't. The feds did not jump on this. I don't understand why. I I mean, you know, it should have been a knee jerk for 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 FEMA to be right on. Booty must have been busy, uh, doctor. At the border, right down at the border. No, <laughs> he's doing something. You know, Doc, I got to ask you because earlier I was watching this interview with this woman, and first of all, you see Governor Dewine of Ohio saying everything's fine, uh, go back in, basically, and it was like, what are you kidding me? And right afterwards, you saw this woman who said she took one sip of water and her lips turned purple and were and were like bubbling up. So clearly, there are problems here. And when the governor himself says he's not drinking the water, you know there's a problem. Usually, usually the governor is there at the tap, but this governor says I'm I'm drinking bottled water if I'm in that area. He says so, but I he's said, still telling people to go back, which is crazy. And how do they how do they brush their teeth? How do they shower? That's how what they, we asked ourselves in Mexico. We asked that, I asked that in Mexico last week, actually. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you, you get in, you get in trouble that way, and I, and I think it's dangerous for people to be there. I can't answer the second question. They shouldn't be there. This place should still be evacuated, and of course. You know, East Palestine wasn't fully evacuated anyway. People refused to leave. But it's too soon for them to go back. And I don't know how they're going to clean it sufficiently uh, to get it to be safe going down the line. There's, there's spills all over the country that lead to cancer that we're not talking about enough. You know, the, the Democrats talk a lot about environmental protection. But what about all of these disasters that lead to more cancer?
Yeah, no question. Uh, By the way, what about the fact that, you, and, and as we brought up, Buttigieg is nowhere to be seen. He's the transportation secretary. He was MIA during all the supply chain problems, too. Remember that? It's like he, he that's conveniently what he does best. What he does town. best is being out of town. I mean, he's definitely not an effective leader. If he thought he was running for president, I, I think he's absolutely disqualifying himself. We, and of course, our own president is missing in action on this, and 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 it it is a, a national disaster. Yeah, no question. Don't you think they need to address this? I mean, my goodness, it's a huge hole. And where is the president? Where is leadership? And the people in the town are like uh, just asking, "We need help." I mean, they see it, and they and they're, they're also no, working class folks. And I think this is information that's going to come out day by day. Uh, Anybody else have any comments on? You know, Doc, this is Rudy again. Look, I'm really troubled by what's happening across the country. I I stopped reporting on it back in the summer, but I had counted over 30 major food fires. So now our major uh, production plants were being set on fire. Um, Just recently, two of the largest egg producing plants were set on fire. Um, And now, you know, we're looking at derailments. Um, we were sleeping with the enemy in terms of two million gotaways at the border. Uh, and we were wondering why all these bad things are happening. And everybody is silent. We spent a ton of money investigating January 6th and, and, and school boards. That's what the FBI did, as opposed to tracking down what, who and what was causing all of these fires. There have been attacks on, Rudy, there have been attacks on water, on food, transportation, and energy. There's no such thing as a coincidence. You know, Rudy, I have a way to put all this together. That's a brilliant comment, and here's what I have to say, and you're not going to be surprised, that health, public health, is national security. It is. There's no difference. And so if you start saying public health is different than national security, that's where the cat gets out of the bag. That's where the border isn't controlled. That's where these things occur, and you've got chemicals seeping around, you know, in increasing amounts. That's why we have so many processed foods that are loaded with chemicals, but then disasters, forget about it. You, You Huge health risk. Hold on, doctor. We got some breaking news. WABC. And uh, by the way, uh, some tragic news. Multiple law enforcement agencies are responding to a U.S. military crash. Uh, multiple agencies are responding to a helicopter crash. It happened in Alabama, in Burnwell, Alabama. As soon as we get some details, uh, but not looking good at this time, everybody, we will keep you posted here on Cats at Night. Uh, sorry about that, Doc. We just have yeah, to doctor, obviously go to that. Let's keep going. Uh, we're having trouble getting uh, Congresswoman Salazar, but let's keep going. There's so many things to talk about. Uh, and you, other than Ohio, you, what else would you like to talk about? Well, I want to add a, a point that just came out of that breaking news. How about we give a shout out to our military? And to our and to our police, you know, defund the police. How about increase the funding to the police? How about how about people that put their lives on the line for us? You know, in the, during the pandemic, how many people lost their jobs that were putting their line their lives on the line for us because they wouldn't take a vaccine or because they wouldn't wear a mask? And all of that turns out to be you know a huge mistake. And I don't think we pay enough attention to the people in this society who are protecting us. Yeah, that bravo, bravo. By the way, just a little bit ago, uh, Nikki Haley, when she did her kind of full-fledged, I love this line, everybody. I I was going to bring it up today. She said, "Uh, police know we have their backs and criminals know we have their number. It was refreshing to hear that, you know, in this day and age, we need more of that kind of language. Don't you think, Doc? 
Yeah, yeah, yes, and and I think that it's become a politicized problem, and it's tragic, and then it becomes a racial, a race issue too, which is wrong, and and all all about it is how people are are protecting us. By the way, Rita, I want to bring up another story, uh, and since you're the sole sole woman in the group, you know the the report coming out of CDC yesterday that sixty, almost sixty percent of teen girls are experiencing great sadness over the course of a year, and one-third consider suicide, and one out of ten are raped, wow. and, one, and 14% are subject to sexual violence, and, and there's a lot of viciousness, and there's a lot of mistreatment by boys, and then social media compounds the problem. What do you think of all that? You know, it, it's heartbreaking. You know what I thought about, Doctor, was that case in New Jersey. Remember that was filmed recently of the girl being beat up in the school. Oh, it was so horrible. And, and she took her own life there. I think you're right. Uh, It's just, it's a very sad state of affairs. I think COVID added to it where people were isolated. Uh, So many problems. Other breaking news in case you didn't hear, I see it now on the screen that uh, Raquel Welch, 82 years old, so young Uh, has passed away. And she was one great actress, very, very admired by so many men. Uh, how many and women? And women. And women. And women. By, the way, by the way, John, something to say about Raquel Welch feeds into the point we were just making about girls being victimized. You know what it is? Raquel Welch had great class. She wouldn't do a nude scene, right? She she didn't want to wow, be known know for that. that. Wow, I didn't know that. But then she was famous for having like the like a, it was the, like a the, the leather yeah the loincloth at the prehistoric times that was a big poster loincloths are fine wait a minute loincloths are allowed <laughs> doctor we found my wife to let her know thank you for everything you do for uh, people and getting the truth out God bless you and we'll catch up again real soon and what do we stand thank for you. in this show truth, truth justice, justice and the American way. way God bless America God bless our listeners. And let's keep that truth going, and that's what we—that's what we're out to do. Whether you're Democrat or Republican, all we want is the truth. Thank and M and M's, and M and M's, M and M's. I'm supplying the M and M's. It's Cats at Night on the Red Apple Podcast Network.